Happy Thursday, May 13th. You are watching and or listening to episode four of Uniform Exchange. Welcome to episode four of Uniform Exchange, where we present the best the worst and honestly the most interesting happenings in the weird, wacky, wild world of sports business, which leaks into sports, which leaks into whatever we think is interesting. Weird, I'm Michael wacky, Myers. wild. Wow. Uh, I'm Michael Myers. I am the CEO of the Sports Marketer and owner of Birdie Box. I'm joined, as always, by the owner, CEO, and editor-in-chief of Team Marketing Report, Chris Hartwig the CEO of the big sports guy, Josh Kyles. And for the first time, welcome to the show, a friend and wizard of the marketing world uh, and wise to the ways of the world, senior brand manager from Goose Island, Mike Smith. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks, thanks for having me, man. I guess I need to get a CEO title uh, next time I'm back. I'll work on that. Uh, yeah, we just gave those to ourselves. It's not a big deal. <laughs> right. I didn't get that <laughs> Nobody else gave us those titles. Trust me. Uh, well, welcome to the Smith household, I guess. Put me down for that. You are you population go. population six. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Man, going to keep it even keel at that too. Yeah, population one here. That's that's why I can be the CEO. I can manage. I can manage one person here. There you go, uh, guys. Welcome back to the show. How is everybody? We're doing well. We're doing well. Where are, you? We got, Where are you today, Yosh? Where am I? I am in front of my beautiful wall here in San Diego. <laughs> You're back um, in San Diego. This could be one of the final podcast oh. recordings happening in the San Diego studios. So. I would say it definitely is one of the. One of. <laughs> yeah. I think I think, my, the, I think Myers actually wants to... Uh, Wants to come out and do a live recording here, the, celebrating the last week in the San Diego. Uh, I will be live from the San Diego office of Uniform Exchange on June third, whatever that Thursday is. June third is, is that? We're doing pretty well. We, right? we already have like three or four offices across the country. <laughs> right. We've grown fast. We just added a new office today, just north of Chicago. Mike, how's the office? It looks good. Actually, well, that looks. Know. That doesn't look like the north of Chicago office. That looks like the downtown Chicago office. Yeah, two new offices, downtown where I'm at now, and uh, just north, a little south of Skokie. You can see the suburbs from that office. Uh, we'll call that <laughs> Barsmith. Very nice. Well, guys, I'm excited about today. Uh, we've got a, a slightly different format. Um, we are... Moving to a timed topic, you talk about being uh, organized. There will now be a nine-minute timer set for every one of our topics. Yeah, yeah, uh, which should speed Chris up a little bit, and um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but we have some interesting topics today. We're going to talking about uh, NBA Top Shop, Top Shop, Top Shot. Let's try that. Top Shop NBA. Shop. Say that 15 times fast. NBA Top Shot and other NFTs. Uh, we're talking about uh, the situation with individual athletes versus the leagues that they play in during pandemic year, fiscally, and so on. We're going to talk about sports betting. It's <laughs> continuous expansion into Tennessee. Uh, a couple of 
supreme athletes that are approaching nearing the end of their career uh, and uh, a few other things. So with that, let's get started. Uh, we have music now? Where's the music? I wish we did. We're going to get there. Come on. Let's man. get started. <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, all right. So just so you guys know, here we go. Uh, oh, we are going to start the oh. clock. Oh, look at that. Wow. So first things first, when this thing hits zero, what kind of sounds going to happen? Because I don't want to soil my Oh, you like just random, wait, Mike. Like you just wait. Some things you just say for the show. Uh, just wait. Yeah. Josh, why don't you start us off? Talk a little bit about NBA Top Shot, because you can pronounce it better than I can. And uh, NFT. Well, not NFTs in general, but talk about NBA Top Shot. If you're starting out with having problems pronouncing Top Shot, then you might be a little bit behind the eight ball. But that's why we're here. We're here to learn, right? Um, I was excited because, and I'll take a little step back, but I brought this up because I got my first NBA Top Shot card pack. This week, thank you, thank you, everybody. Congratulations! Um, Same week you bought a new house. It's a big week. I'm trying to figure out which is big. I'm I'm going through Top Shot, and I'll get. uh, I'm going to lean towards Top Shot and uh, over the house. Um, (laughs) Not yet, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I, I actually have access to the Top Shot packs right now, so uh, I don't. I don't don't need approval from a bank to open up the Top Shot packs. But yeah, yeah. Yet, yeah. well, that, I mean that's true. I mean the the values on some of these things are crazy. But kind of taking a step back because I I, w- I want to give a quick. I mean I'm not the person to be given the NFT lessons necessarily, but uh, I do want to give a quick just background on what NFTs are, non fungible tokens. And I'm getting told to hurry up, even though I no, you're not. Minute, no, you're nobody not. else knows Your anything about this. Asset is fungible. <laughs> My Sorry. asset isn't fungible. Basically, NFTs are unique digital assets, and I'm kind of taking this a little bit uh, from a, a group called JD Supra Knowledge Center. I just found they had a good uh, definition. They credit. know better than I. Um, NFTs are unique digital assets that are stored in a given blockchain. Uh, essentially, these can represent a wide range of tangible or intangible items. Uh, from what we're talking about, they can be collectible sports highlights. Um, they can be tickets. They can be digital art. So it's it's kind of tough to understand. I think a really easy way to understand is if you've seen the phenomena of um, what's that game you play, Myers, so with the kids online and shooting people? Fortnite. Fortnite. There yeah, you go. You, so so you look at some man, of the- I've got like in four years, I've got like nine <laughs> kills. I'm amazing. I'm you amazing. To, you've told me some of your stories of your prowess with the like the twelve year olds uh, friends. You know, it's how you, friends it's you how you remain relative, relevant with the kids. It's, it's it, all. It, it, or you get arrested. Relevant. Well, no, I, that's why you play video games. Get arrested it's all virtual. Fortnite. Thank goodness. <laughs> I don't want to in-person Fortnite games being played with, with, with kids. But, uh, yeah, so on Fortnite, one of the things that you can buy are skins or different, you know, making your weapons look different, things like that. Essentially, that's an NFT, and that's something that we've had in games like Madden for a long time. It's like Madden tokens. And so now we're seeing it in the art and collectible world. Now, NBA Top Shot started making a lot of noise probably about six months ago or so. Um, where they sell these digital, it's essentially a platform for NBA fans to come and buy, sell, collect, 
these digital highlights essentially so i i finally got my own pack they're incredibly competitive to try to get one um and you know they may they've been trying to make it easier but uh, i finally got one and you know one of the highlights was a steph curry logo three where you get to actually watch them making the play and kind of you know that's that's your collection the other side of it is the resell uh the resell market is unreal and for example, I paid $9.95, $10, just under $10 for my pack with three different moments. Whoa, as they call big it. spender. Look out. And you can only you know, buy what they're selling, Chris. You can only buy what they're selling. They only they only sell one pack at a time. Like it, each drop is like buying the newest Jordans. Now it's it's really hard. It's insane. Um, but once you open the pack, you can immediately go and sell it in their marketplace, or at least put it up for auction in the NBA Top Shop marketplace, which is run by Dapper Labs. And uh, we're halfway yeah. to the time, we're still on the explanation. We're getting good. Though. I'm learn. I, I mean, good. this is good. Well, we, we can we can discuss for a few minutes after this, but uh, <laughs> you you can make your money back right away in the marketplace. All of the yeah. cards are worth all the the moments individually are worth more than the pack itself. Yeah. So there's uh, NFTs all across the place. There's NFTs of all different kinds, and and NFTs is basically it's the on it's an on blockchain proof that that is that you have ownership of this unique thing. I find it extremely strange, quite honestly. Yeah. It's it's basically the digital version of a baseball card, very accurately in this particular instance with basketball. It's it's a digital asset that's basically like owning a baseball card, except for the fact that there may only be one of that particular baseball card, and in a lot of cases, they are. Um, that's probably the best definition that I heard uh, about NFTs. They focused on the word fungible. A dollar, any fiat currency is fungible. I give you a $5 bill, you give me a $5 bill. Different $5 bills are always going to be exactly equal in value. It's not unique. There's many $5 bills. Um, anything that is fungible is, is not unique. If it is not fungible, it is completely unique. And all of these things are unique, which is why the value is able to go so high. I think it's strange. I really do. I think it's Here's, odd that we now have highlights that are owned by me. It's like going to an art gallery and me displaying my thing, and underneath it it says it's for, it's I own it, and you look at it. I find here's, it strange. Here's a fun here's a fun uh, fact, uh, Myers. Uh, my my parents are coming up this weekend. That's a fun fact, by the way. Woo! <laughs> <But>, um, <laughs> I've dedicated uh, two nights and probably seven cocktails to try to explain what an NFT is to my dad. And just to give you a rundown of who my dad is, as shortly as I can. I mean, how are we on time, by the way? Do we have 15, 20 it's, minutes? It's our, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. My dad's the type of uh, guy who sends the whole subject or the whole body of an email on the subject. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he also will text me a photo with nothing describing anywhere about where it was taken or reasoning. And then 10 minutes later, I reply, why, you know, God, I sent you a picture. What are your thoughts? So uh, I'm up <laughs> against that. Um, and I think uh, what just happened was a very good explanation of what an NFT is. I really want to try to blow his head up this, this week and try to explain it. He's going to have no idea what hit him. Well, just read, uh, go to Team Marketing Report. Read an read, uh, article from April 15th, coming to a partnership near you, NFTs and brands. Oh, but, promotion. Uh, I liked that. That was nice. Yeah, you like that? Very good. <laughs> but, but the, the NFT thing, I think we're thinking of it, in, and that's the hard part to grasp by probably uh, Mike Smith, is for us old old timers, it's like, that's what you're, well, wait, what am I really owning? 
And I think it's more that you think of it as a piece of art or in, in with sports, it's like a, it's a digital baseball card and not try to overthink it. And it's just a hot thing where there's a ton of money flowing into that. And uh, tops and, and, and those guys have all got a lot invested uh, you know, in, in, the, in their overall business that they're putting a lot behind this that's helping pump it. And the NBA legitimized it. One, the one thing that I would say is, um, and you know who's really into this, um, that, that we, should, we should call and have on is, is Ryan Carter. Yeah. He's really deep on these. And it's uh, really, uh, really um, can probably break it down better. But he invited me. There was this uh, Bitski.com, this, this group, uh, Secret Walls. And they had two different uh, street artists competing against each other. And you were watching them draw their, uh, do their cool street art, talk to them. You could listen or uh, talk to them on Clubhouse and watch it on YouTube. And then you could buy, you could bid for the final art piece and then you could bid for other, um, oh, now I'm forgetting the proper term for it, but the other pieces of, um, you know, a hundred pieces are going to be made of the, the final piece. Or you could own the whole video of them making it. Anyway, the sports concept is a little bit harder to do because you're not going to be engaging in the middle of it. But that idea of of really owning the actual creation that's made right there. There's your sound. There's the sound. <laughs> uh, finish your thought. Finish your thought, Chris. No, it's it's uh, that idea there. Sorry. A plot. That's all right. No, you're good, bud. The 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 idea there of being able to apply that actual you know, being a part of the experience, whatever it is, and then owning a chunk of it, that to me is huge. And I, I love, I loved that thinking behind that. And I could see that is, uh, is incredible. I, it's the, the part about, I've got some clip of LeBron dunking. I, I, that, that's, that's the thing. That's what, that's, the what, sport, I, that's what they're selling. Right. That is exactly yeah, what they're the, selling. That's the but, intangible, but there's a lot that'll combine the tangible with the intangible. I think that's, well, so that's here, where it's going. Here's my question. And we'll do this. Everybody gets 15 seconds on this, and then we go to the next topic. 15 seconds. Oh, yeah. Is this going to keep going up? Is it going to go up for six months and then come down? Is this Beanie Babies and baseball cards? What is this? What kind of staying power this, do we have? I'll keep it short. I think this will continue to grow. Well, for how long before it doesn't continue to grow? I, for the foreseeable future, I think it will continue to grow in different ways. There'll be a lot of different uses, a lot of different ways people are utilizing it, like I said, with tangible and intangible assets. Um, I think it'll grow. Okay. Yeah, so I would look gamble. at it. I, yeah, I think so. But I, I would look at it in not um, – I, I would say baseball cards in, in the sense that I think those have had peaks and valleys, and I, you can definitely see that happening. I think in the long term, you know, the the, the – the, the big items, the Mickey Mantles, those are always going to stay high value. It's some of the other stuff that's hot as a rookie, and then the, the guy you know, a falls off the face of the earth. Seconds, but yeah, I'm with you. Oh, okay. Mike, well, that's seconds. time. I can't wait to Mike, time here. 15 seconds. <laughs> All right, I'll try to – I got two points on make on this. Uh, baseball cards, when I started collecting them, it was just cool to have them. Then they had rare inserts, which made them cool. And then uh, getting them – is it minted where you'd send them in and get them graded? 
to like yeah. well, well, they, might have that they cart. were mint they were just yeah i don't know if you called them getting them minted but they were mint if they were in perfect condition yeah but you'd get them ranked by professionals yes. and case them and like you might have the cart, the, but the beckett nine, nine. the beckett monthly or the beckett weekly would tell you basically like the stock market what the value of yeah. each one of them was every week yeah i guess so that's now the market give the man his 15 seconds yeah. myers it's, just, we're it's, just, them. it's crazy that cards got to that i was like it's yours might be mine's 9.9 9, but yours is 9.7 so mine's actually worth more kind of uh, mentality i think this is still going to grow but what's it to stop someone coming to a, a party uh and being like oh do you want to see my nft and you show it to him on the phone and it's a clip of someone dunking a basketball and then the other person just goes to youtube looks up the same clip and shows it to everybody like you mean this clip that i can watch for free or download right now and then you try to explain but but i own the digital rights that the nba said there can only be one and and that's my video or showing i actually don't know i actually think it won't be you know i actually don't think there's got to be a way that that isn't going to happen Otherwise, well, I, it's think it, I, it's I think it's just hard. Unique I, things. I think it's hard for us to wrap our heads around it right now because yeah. what we're talking about is something that is going to be a way of the future. So you're not going to just be pulling up off your phone. It's like here's what's in my digital wallet, where I have yeah. most of my art collection that is in NFTs, and maybe there are some coinciding physical official pieces. pointless timer. Go ahead. <laughs> there, there could be some some physical like coinciding uh, coinciding art pieces that they have that are connected with these NFTs that maybe were came with the NFTs, but it's really the, the digital wallet is going to be the new kind of place for people to flex, whether it's jewelry or shoes or watches. Or yeah. My take, it's going to go up for a while. It's going to crash hard and then there'll be, it'll go. It's not to the highest it's going to be. So you can probably still get in. You can make money, especially if you can buy the packs from the origination. If you can get in line, somehow get to the front, buy a pack for nine ninety five. It's going to be worth more than that for a while. It is going to go up, 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 just like Bitcoin and Ethereum and all these other guys. It's going to have its crashes and bounces. I think ultimately it fails. Not fails, mm -hmm. but I think ultimately it doesn't become this massive, extremely valuable thing in the end. But it may last for five years. It may last for yeah. seven years. I mean, everything I comes I 360. I bet right. five, 10 years from now, people are going to go back to something physical they can hold in their hand. Yeah, it's all cyclical. You it's know, all it's cyclical. Like I just retro. think, I just think it, we're, you're, you're still not grasping the entire, like what NFTs really could mean because you're talking about it like Top Shot, that, that it's collectibles, but that's just the, like, that's a, small percentage i'm yeah, talking about fun. nfts i'm talking about bitcoin i'm talking about all the stuff that isn't backed by anything i think will all collapse at some point and that's my singular opinion i'm i don't know if i'm in the majority or the minority my opinion can change as i learn more but that's what i think will happen right. law of averages that's what i think uh, my dad's head is going to explode on this all right, old man. tell all him right. to watch the last six, 16 minutes and he'll know all he needs to know oh, all sure. right guys we have three Record minutes it. and 45 seconds to talk about the me and month no the the individuals that have made a lot of money so there's no i and team but there is a me and money that's what that's leaning for there guys. i see what you did there. i like that <laughs> yeah you like that uh top 10 athletes i'm gonna rattle them all actually I'm going to rattle them off. I shouldn't have done this because you guys aren't, you probably have already looked them up because you've had a little bit of a head warning on this. But it, it, is, this, is this the matching list that everybody has? Number one. Well, let's start with number 10. Number 10, I have Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Ask him, ask him what, you should ask Kevin Durant how he feels about his, uh, the long term fungibility of, of nfts and, and crypto. hey man i think it's a short-term massive because the upside the multiples are going to be amazing short term it's not a matter of that 
He's going to turn this into a lot of money. <laughs> what are, What are we looking at this top ten? Just top ten most handsome players or something? No. What is our top ten? Top ten <laughs> earners, money earners, in between May first of twenty twenty and May first of twenty twenty one. While sports leagues are losing money, individual athletes, many of them, have drastically increased what they're making. So the top ten athletes: Kevin Durant, seventy five million; Tom Brady, seventy six million. Lewis Hamilton, F1 racer, 82 million. Roger Federer, tennis player, 90 million. Neymar, soccer, uh, 95 million. Uh, LeBron is an FM station, 96.5 million. Uh, Dak Prescott is just off the. No, he's at the top of the dial, 107.5. That's on the dial, right? Dak Prescott. Uh, Dak Prescott, I did not know that. Dak Prescott out earned LeBron 66 million in a signing bonus. Oh, that's right, was the difference. And but it's you know, it's it's endorsements and everything else, but 66 million in a signing bonus gives you a pretty big head start. Dak Uh, Prescott made 97.5 million on the field last year, 10 million off. So, yeah, well, 66 million was a signing bonus, he didn't exactly make that on the field, but yes, Jesus, yeah. Yeah, but I'm with you. Right. You're right. Yes, yeah. for playing. He got it for playing. Ronaldo, yeah. 120 million. This is sick. Not too bad. Lionel Messi, 130 nice. million. Does anybody did anybody not look at the list to know who the number one is? Who do you think it that is? Was... If you didn't look at the list, who do you think it is? Chris is going to take up the rest of the timer to think of um, <laughs> I can't know. Tell me who it is because I I'm just do a blank. So Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor at oh, 180 God. million. Not even close. He's so far ahead of everyone else. He's not. And he's happy. not even. He's just an angry little dwarf. And he's that, yeah, even wait till that anymore? Jake Paul fight, and then you're going to have a. Well, oh, that's the disgusting thing is Jake Paul. Floyd Mayweather makes the list. Jake Paul, I wouldn't even put him on the list. Logan Paul, actually, I think, I and I wouldn't Paul, put him yeah. on the list because he's not an athlete, no matter what happens. He's not. <laughs> well, he won't, he's not getting anywhere near this make, list. Yeah, he won't make anywhere close to this much money. Stealing if you hear ass. him say he's going to make a hundred million for the fight, he's lying. Well, the, the, they said the they reason, made sixty-five million last time. That was a lie too. <laughs> that was the whole thriller. That was the whole entire fight itself, not yeah. one individual person. But um, yeah. the, re- the reason I yelled about Kevin Durant and asked him what he thinks about uh, crypto is because a lot of his money, he had $75 million, He brought $44 million of that off the field. A lot of it came down to, and for a lot of these guys, came to their investments. Yeah. So I think that's what's been really impressive. And Kevin Durant's big one, one of, the, one of his big ones this year was Coinbase being public. Yes, him and some musicians and uh, a lot of famous people took some chances. I did read some uh, stories of people that got out of them. I think Serena Williams got out of it because of some social issues that she had with one of the platforms. And then it went public and she didn't cash in on some of that. Uh, But um, yeah, there's a lot of money out there right now. I got to tell you, that's the one thing in this pandemic, whether it's the stock market, when everything crashed and then has gone back up, whether it's the Coinbase, whether it's the new uh, the SPACs, whether it's the IPOs. There have been so many things that are like taking a dollar and turning it into 200. I, I, I missed 99% of them, unfortunately, but I've seen a lot of other uh, very well-deserving, wonderful humans get very rich by uh, buying some stuff at a nickel a piece uh, and making a lot of money. So wanna, there's a lot I of money. I want to give Roger Federer a quick shout out for making all $90 million of his uh, income last year off the court. He didn't play. 
any tennis <laughs> last year. So, so shouts to Raj. To be um, fair, to be fair, I made 100% of the money that I made last year off the tennis court as well. That's a good point. I bet Roger made a ton of money on Cameo, though. I mean, people are just knocking the door down to have that guy wish their aunt uh, happy, you know, 50th. Mr. Personality. Uh, happy That's birthday. a whole week. We got a whole week. Mike happy My name is Roger Federer. I have a very non-distinct accent. You can guess where I am from. You have a very non-distinct accent when you're doing Roger. I cannot read this next sentence. Happy birthday. <laughs> You're just wearing all Roger Federer clothing. <laughs> Neither. I need to make a point. Coinbase cameo, not sponsors of this show. Yes. <laughs> Yet. 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 I I'm starting. Can't I can't imagine. Myers, aren't we starting that company where it's kind of like cameo, but it's it's no video, it's only audio clips that you you text to people uh, yes. from celebrities, it's totally actually, verified by celebrities. We're taking it one step further, and we're doing just text. Yes. <laughs> just text. I love it. But if they're it. all going to be NFTs, each individual Ma, text Ma, is an here, NFT. You would never believe who wished me happy birthday. Via text. It's from this. dad, but it's totally, it's totally real. Totally it's real. Santa. Santa. It's Santa. You'll have repeat Jimmy customers Hendrix getting. text me. Happy birthday, Ma. You'll have repeat customers getting texts in the same chain. Like, like yeah. crazy. There's Jimmy no Hendrix has the same phone number as Roger Federer. That's crazy. How did he make so much money? There's no way this doesn't work. There's no way it doesn't work. <laughs> Speaking of no way it doesn't work, sports gambling, I think you could throw sports gambling somewhere right now and it'd make you $12 million. Just the word. Uh, sports gambling live in Tennessee. What was – what what did did anybody see the number? I, I read it. I can't hardly believe it. Fastest – Tennessee became the fastest to reach $1 billion in wagers after six months. Or it, it was after six months, but – one. Billion fastest. I think they at one point one, which is the next closest state up to this point was New Jersey in their first six months. They they took nine hundred twenty eight million in bets in, and I saw I saw this number. I came through the last couple of days. Colorado over the entire first year brought in I think two point two plus billion in bets. So they're so, pacing yeah. to beat that or close. No. If no, they're no. one point one in six months, and Colorado was two point two in a year, they're they on are pace, and it's they're not pacing slow to tie. Down. Yeah, but I don't. Tie. But I think they're at an accelerated pace. I just I feel it. I feel that they're accelerating oh, at all times. Yeah, it's just can, a gut. It's just a gut thing. I looked at the, I looked okay. at each month individually, and it's higher every month, Chris. It's from all the time he's spent in Tennessee, he can just look. There's own. only seven companies that can even do the online gambling in Tennessee. But here's actually an interesting one. And Josh and I have run into these guys through some other dealings. But there is a company that's just focusing on Tennessee, a sports gambling. And that's the first time I've heard of this. But there's a local company, uh, Josh, do uh, you recall uh, Action 247? Action 247? Yeah, yeah. It's a, a startup in Nashville, and they are focusing on just the state of Tennessee. Now, they may be able to get outside of that. Um, I know that they are um, <laughs> they're being attacked by the Tennessee lottery, which, of course, they are. Uh, and probably some lawmakers, but uh, that's the first time I've seen a single state, single local startup just focusing on the state that they live in and going out and actually making some noise. 
but uh, Tennessee is DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM, William, William, Twinners, WinBet, and Action Two Four Seven. But get, but uh, think of it this way, uh, which I could be going on. It, it's kind of like uh, I'm in the beer industry, so some beers are only sold in certain states. So people are, are crossing state lines. Maybe the surrounding states of Tennessee no don't have it. They're uh, crossing the state to get on their phone and be geo-located in the betting state, placing their order, then crossing state lines back uh, to, to make sure they Wait, can Wait, can I it. actually do that? Because as, as an Illinois resident, I thought that I had to have somebody – not that I would ever do this if the FCC nope. or anybody's watching. I thought that it would have <laughs> to have somebody watching. outside. There's no, yeah, nobody's nobody's watching. watching. What am I saying? <laughs> We're in the circle of trust right now. (laughs) Yeah, this is the safest place I can say anything. This is our private weekly conference call that we just record for reference. (laughs) Yeah, this is just another Zoom. (laughs) This is Zoom. Zoom, also not a sponsor. I'm bleeping all these out. Yeah. I thought I had to have somebody outside the state actually place the bet. You're saying I could just drive outside the state. Well, that's a big reason. That's a big reason why New York rushed to, I mean, besides that they needed some money and the governor there was going through some issues. But uh, that's a big reason why New York hurried to legalize and legalize mobile sports betting was because they had people from their state crossing the border into Pennsylvania and New Jersey, and they they were losing millions and millions of dollars (laughs) in tax. I mean, it was like they, they, I think they had calculated they had lost almost a billion dollars in bets. Yep. from New York residents to Jersey and Pennsylvania. And, and think yeah. of it this way. If there's one good thing I hope we can all agree on on the, the sports betting, I'm sure we can't, but uh, the taxation of uh, the what the state gets for this that they can hopefully in turn give back to much needed you know, infrastructure, give back to the teachers, education, sure. things like that, um, which is great. Um, I don't know if it's actually going to pan out that way, but if you think, of it, think about it that way, Awesome. The sad part about it is I'm, I'm watching the, the, the Sox game right now. Um, I'm on uh, an online betting site. Myers, you don't have to play, you know, beep that out later. Uh, but you can literally bet on anything. You can bet if the next pitch is going to be uh, a fastball or a slider and then, you know, parlay it in the strike zone or a ball. And, you know, the odds are crazy. And it's just like yeah. if it's that game betting, like mm-hmm. in-game betting, not just like playing the over and unders, like it's nuts. And, and people are going to you know, lose their, their asses on all these crazy bets because you win once. It's like, oh, I guess the ball in the dirt in the eighth inning uh, down by two, and I bet 50 cents and won uh, 50 bucks. You know, it's like, Skill. Jesus, man. Skill is what that Skill, is. Skill, I guess, yeah. What's but, the over-under yeah. on, on uh, LaRusso's cocktails in-game? That's what I want to. That's what I want to. Have you seen that no. dude's face mask? No. He's got a cocktail-like feed bag underneath it. <laughs> Like from inning one, the thing sticks out like a horse mask. Good for him. Good for him. Just that saying. guy won won me two World Series, and he may win you one. There you Talk go. About the guy that admitted admitted like two weeks ago that he did not know the new extra inning rules. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Here, can I just say one thing to that? Neither did seventy seven percent of major leaguers and other managers. He just has oh, the balls to say, no. uh, "I didn't know that," because it was what he didn't know. Do you know the rule he didn't know? No, I know nothing. Okay. So when like I told the picture, I, I don't you recall can sub it. picture the, the off the runner. top of my head. Yeah, you can sub a guy back in that has already left the game. Yeah, to did you know that? I didn't I didn't know that, but I'm not Nor a manager of Major League Baseball. Any team. manager know that you can sub a guy back in. Here's the thing. Even if Larusa didn't know that, 
you knew he should have fired the bench coach the second that in and be like, you made me look like a jackass. You're the one who should have the book next to me. No, <laughs> but you know what? You know? That's Tony La Russa. I will say this about Tony La Russa, and it's been this guy for 40 years. He has no problem looking at you and saying, yeah, I didn't know that. I'll make yeah. that mistake once, but I didn't know it. Yeah. And he got dogged on social media, and it's easy because they're underperforming a little bit, and everybody's coming after, and he's made some – every manager is scrutinized and whatever. Best baseball right now. <clears throat> what? I, I'm just saying. Are you okay, the, Mike? While he was in St. Louis – clearing your throat. While he was in St. Louis, he was an water. unpopular manager. He was a very unpopular water. manager while winning two World Series. He's not right, going to win. Give him some credit for telling the truth. Ever. I do have to respect that. Let's move on. Yes, let's. By the way, did anybody understand a train bound for Nashville? Did you guys get that? Nope. That was a gambler reference. On a oh, warm summer's okay, eve, you got a train you got bound no one to for... hold them. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you do not want to egg me on right now because I've got so much stuff teed up for you. Oscar Robertson 2.0 times three. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, <laughs> Russell Westbrook right now. Everybody always said Oscar Robertson was the triple-double machine. I think Russell Westbrook – I'm not the NBA expert. The resident NBA expert is Josh Kyle, so I'm going to let him talk about this. But I believe Russell Westbrook has three times as many triple-doubles as Oscar Robertson. Or was it that Oscar Robertson averaged a triple-double for a season and, and, and he's done it now three times? I heard the stat fly across the other day, and I, he's redefined triple-doubles. He's done yeah. so much more than Oscar Robertson ever did, and Oscar Robertson was an amazing. Um, well, he's I mean, he's done the same right now, or maybe one game more. Uh, I think it was 181 triple doubles that he that was the record that he tied and broke this last week. Um, the times three thing is yeah, ba- there, there's some date out. I don't remember exact the exact date, but it's sometime in either 2017 or 2018, and since that date, it might even be. 2016 but since that date russell westbrook has averaged a triple double so for all the season like like for basically yeah and i think i don't think was oscar robertson he didn't average a triple double for his career did he no but he averaged for a season and that was yeah at least once and i think westbrook has now done it three times which is insane which is i don't think he will and it's funny because i don't think he'll he'll get that this year unless he's really pumped up the numbers over the last few weeks but i just I, I wanted to talk about this because I can't stop thinking about the ESPN. You know, every year ESPN does their preseason player rankings, and they always throw a couple – like they used to do this to Kobe towards the end of his career. They would rank him really low to get people to talk about it. They had Russell Westbrook ranked as a 37th best player <laughs> in the NBA going into this season. Like, are you kidding me? And I, 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 I literally will sit and think about this. It'll keep me up some nights. I'm not. I'm a big Russell Westbrook that's fan. That's right. <laughs> Listen, hey, he's, no, a long that's good. Be- he's a Long Beach guy, so we have that. We have the Long Beach connection. His parents actually live in the same neighborhood as my parents. We've run into each other a few times. Yeah, the special wave going on. We do. I, we do actually. Say, <laughs> neighbor. Um, neighbor. But no, I just. I just. Thought that was so disrespectful that ESPN would rank Russell Westbrook as the 37th. I mean, some of the, like they had Chris Middleton in front of him. I mean, Marcus Smart. Like I could keep going down the list with probably, you know, 28 players that they had ranked ahead of him that they shouldn't have. So yeah, I just think that was a huge accomplishment. ESPN has never made an irresponsible statement about the value or worth of a player in any league, and I just want that on record. Yeah, we love they ESPN. Are ever. We, 
We love Ever. the NCAA. We love all Well, I was going to say when Mike was talking about gambling in Tennessee and, you know, all this, you know, whatever, I was like, you know, I, somebody had mentioned sort of the Wild West. I, it's You guys know who I think should come in to get that ship righted. If there's one group that could – If there's one group that, that could organize sports gambling and get that right, this is the NCAA. Oh, God. <laughs> You just, Obviously, just bring them in. They are ahead of it, organized. They everybody they making just, money. The right forward thing. thinking. Forward, forward thinking. Yeah, that's NCAA. It's forward NCAA. We we are forward thinking. That's that's, that's what is that's a, that's the acronym. Yeah, NCAA. We are forward thinking. I that's close. The one, the one thing I'd say, getting back to Westbrook, is to have to, to get that, to that feat, you have to go in to your career determined that you want to establish, you know, triple doubles. And the way that the NBA goes is going this, you know, lately. I, I've I've stopped watching years ago, but to to go in knowing you're going to pass to get the assists, to follow people's shot when everybody's shooting ridiculously better than years past it, to know you have an opportunity to get a rebound and then to, you know, get the points, you know, and be consistent that long. Um, That says something about his character, his demeanor. Uh, I wish you can't take a second off. Yeah. I I wish half the players on any team had the drive he had and just how fun would it be watching games? You know, I know Josh loves the NBA, but, it's why I don't love watching the NBA because Russell Westbrook attacks the NBA like a college player attacks the collegiate game. Yes, Every yes. player on the court attacks it the way Russell Westbrook does. The reason he's able to do a lot of that stuff is because nine guys on the court aren't attacking it that way. It's the True. fact that they don't do it, that he is able to go and do the things that he's doing on top of the fact that he works harder than everyone. I didn't mean, I don't mean to take away from him when I say that, but it's unbelievable. It truly is. He puts up numbers. I saw a meme the other day. It was just a picture of him leaving the game in the late, early in the fourth quarter with his stat line, and it says, on your best day, you might be able to do this on NBA 2K. It was like, <laughs> you know, 32 points, 13 rebounds, and 15 assists. And you're like, like, that's right. That's the only place I would ever have a shot at doing that is on NBA 2 He's playing a video game. He plays the game the right way, and it's like you got to respect does. that. I wish he had more championships. How many does he have? Zero. Yeah, that stinks because he's – and he had some players early in his career. He hasn't had the players in the last few. Um, all right. Uh, we're short on the time for the players because I wanted to get both of these guys into one. And there's really three players we're talking about here. But this one is – this one's sort of personal to me. Um, it's probably personal to Chris in the opposite way. Uh, Mike's – tangentially personal on this and Josh is living in the city where he played most recently. Albert Pujols is, as everybody knows, was released by the Los Angeles Angels maybe two weeks ago, currently not on a team. Unceremoniously released, came out later that maybe he had words with Joe Madden and the GM and, and whatnot, and maybe it's had to be done. And he's not producing to the level that he once was. Quite obviously, he's been playing for 21 years. Uh, and it's the last year of his contract. They I have no problem with what the Angels did overall. I think that probably could have been handled for a guy who is most definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer, probably a better way to go out. Uh, But I am biased as a Cardinal fan. I have tremendous respect for Albert Pujols and very grateful for what he did for the city of St. Louis. But that's not what I want to talk about today. 
people today, much younger than us, have no idea how good Albert Pujols was. No idea. It's like me with Willie Mays. I'm told how good is, he was, and is, I can't put it in perspective. Is. is, but but definitely was on top of is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mostly was. Mostly as far was. as the best days, yes. <laughs> as far as the best days. But here's here's who is considered to be the consensus best player for the last 10, 11 years? His teammate. His exactly. current teammate, Mike Trout. All right? If you take Albert Pujols' first – 10 seasons and the same exact stretch for I even gave I even bumped Mike by because Mike has had a, a shortened season in there so it's you know technically the same number of seasons but he had a shortened season and now only a half a season to make it equal to Albert Pujols' time in St. Louis so I took the number of plate appearances and did the ratio and then bumped everything up so that they were even all right do you think it was close as far as Albert Pujols' offensive production when compared to Mike Trout's offensive production? Consensus best player in the game. Without a question, you ask any kid who's the better player, Mike Trout, and he is today. But Mike Trout is listed as potentially the greatest player of all time at the end of his career, and he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer guaranteed already. He's a Hall of Famer. Who do you, Was it close or no? After I ratioed it up. Closer than I thought. It was closer than I'd I thought. Say close. I'd say close. So here you go. Runs, pool holes. So once it's connected to where they both have 7,433 plate appearances, okay? I would, I would say pools, better power stats. Trout yeah. has a little bit more, like, better advantage. Advantage on the, a lot All more right, of so advantage yeah. on, the, on the speed side. So here you go. Cool. As we run through it, runs, pool holes by 20 total runs. So it's very close. Hits, Pujols has a season's worth of hits more than Trout. 206 more hits in the same number of plate appearances. Doubles, 102 more doubles. So three seasons, three good seasons worth of doubles ahead of Trout. Trout has him on triples by 50. Crushes him on triples. I don't think that was ever going to be a question. Home runs, Pujols, 37 more home runs. So that was actually closer than I thought. Oh, that was the one I was curious because I know – I know his first 10 year stats from Pujols and I didn't pull him up from, from Trout. Trout. And four, 408 yeah. is the number I have 408 home runs in his first 10 years. He averaged four, almost 41 homers. Yeah. Well, so Pujols was 445 in his time in St. Louis total. And yep. when you average up Trout, he's at 408 when you ratio him up to be equal. So he actually gets to 408. So 37 difference. RBIs, 254. These are all in favor of pools. RBI, 254. Um, now you flip it. Stolen bases, Trout by 183. Wait, what? Walks. Trout has 183 more stolen bases. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> walks, 159 more walks, but 108 of them are intentional because he's got nobody hitting behind him. Pujols yeah, that was, that behind was, him. That was going to be a big, big yeah. piece of my... Uh, my statement yeah. here following yeah. especially the, especially hearing the differences in rbis yeah but only 100 i think i'm going to be saying the same thing you are with the the two uh you know all-stars playing on the same team back to back on the the lineup card right is that where you were going to go uh I, I, no I, no no i i literally i just i'm blown away so here's the one that really blows me away albert pujols has 900 less strikeouts 900 a, a wow. career's worth less strikeouts. Yeah. 
He doesn't even have 900 strikeouts in his career. He has 700 strikeouts in his career. And he's Pujols, nine Pujols, whole, Pujols' whole career? His 700 <laughs> strikeouts. <laughs> I think that's how many times uh, uh, Aaron Judge struck out in last night's game. Yeah, Adam Dunn <laughs> struck out that in three, in three years. True story, yeah. Um, batting average, Pujols better by 23. On-base percentage, he's better by one total percent. Slugging percentage, he's better by 33 per points. Uh, 617 to 584. So his OPS is 1037 versus Trout's 1003. Uh, and then everything else, total bases, 320 total bases ahead. Pool holes. Pools did ground into more double plays and, you know, get to the, the end. But it was four out of every five stat was advantage pool holes. And in some cases, drastically. He is a, his offensive numbers were drastically better. Than Mike Trout's to his to this point in his career, drastically. Better. I would love to see one statistic that you didn't include, which wasn't necessarily just off on pool holes. Gold Trout's team record. That would also be much better in St. Louis. Albert Pools' oh, records also. Yeah. Much better. The, the one thing that I found interesting though is that Mike Trout would probably be be thought of as a better defender. Yeah, I would think Albert yeah. Pools is the only one of the two with a gold glove. Trout Mike Trout has zero gold, gold gloves, no gold gloves, and they each have six or seven silver sluggers. So very similar in a lot of ways. But Albert Pujols, not even close. So if you think Mike Trout is the greatest thing that's ever played, if you backed up 10 years, you would have thought Albert Pujols was – and he to this, he will go down as the best right-handed hitter of my lifetime. There's no question. There's, you know, the, the, thing that I wanna, the thing I want to say is like Albert Pujols – playing on the Cardinals, there wasn't another Mike Trout in the same lineup. And I think from day one when he got traded to the Angels, the thing that was going through my head is like it, one is going to affect the other. You can't have two alpha you know, male baseball all-stars on the same team because uh, pitchers are going to pitch around one or the other to get you know, an out. And I just think uh, as this played out, you know, uh, Pools lost out on the deal. You know, Trout got the better numbers the last nine years. Oh, he's also ten years younger. In Plus, the he's younger. It's just like if, yeah, if I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, that you know, uh, Albert should have gone to a team where he could have been the guy instead of trying to you know be there with Trout. You can't say that. Um, he, he didn't know who Trout, Trout wasn't yet. They, yeah, he Trout. went there as Trout True. was starting. I can't. I mean, Alec Pujols went where somebody was giving him two hundred seventy-five million dollars for ten years, and then an additional ten years at two hundred and some odd million after that. I mean, I can't blame the guy. One iota for sure. going. I hated that he did. He he wasn't worth it. I was glad that we didn't pay it. But he should have tried to figure out a way to stay in St. Louis. From the, it, you know, I can't say that. From a baseball perspective, it would have been better for. A lot of people for a money perspective, he made more money going. God bless him. Still going to be a first battle hall of famer and should be much more revered than he is. That's my he's, point. He's still a very, uh, uh, in this day and age, you don't get a company man on baseball teams that want to stay with one team. And I know he's been with two in his, his 19 year career, but that's still good a company dude. man, you know, to, yeah, to go to and, and shame on the, the MLB for not highlighting him and the reasons that he's, uh, what he's done for this game on donating and giving back so much of that money to not only his, his home country and, and families in need, but just the community uh, ballparks for, for youngsters and things like that. Huge proponent like, of Down syndrome. He married a woman who had yeah. a Down syndrome child. Yeah, like he's given back so much to this game. And that's why I'd love to hear yeah. what happened uh, just with the Angels, because I, I think he was kind of shunned in, in ways that he's he's done more for this game uh, that that you know, people don't understand or, or highlight. 
I agree. I agree. I'm well, just surprised. This is a this would be a, a whole other conversation. But why the hell hasn't somebody else picked him up? Well, I can tell you, the people that naturally would don't have a place for him. His team and my team are the two teams that would try their best to sign him, and the White Sox have no reason to sign him yet. Maybe they'll have one at some point. The Cardinals would be doing it purely out of out mentality. Field. Yeah, because these are the two teams with the two best records in each of their respective leagues. They don't. Albert Pujols, if he would accept the bench role and be a right-handed bat off the bench, you could sign him. But is Albert Pujols going to say, yeah, I'll come and ride the pine 75% of the time? No. Maybe. If he has no other options, maybe. But, no, but I'm I mean, holding there's... out hope that nobody does sign him, and he says, you know what, I'll come to St. Louis and be a bench bat and try and win one more World Series. I think that would be amazing. Marketing-wise, I think it'd be great. I'd love it. Sentimentality. There's a lot of Cardinal fans that don't want it. A lot. But I still think it'd be great. You you fill the stadium up for the first time in years, and Albert Pujols comes to the plate. I mean, it's just tough. That's man. an it's NFT like, right you, there. You want to talk about an NFT? Do you want to go like no, I see a player I'm like you want to go down in like a blaze of glory, like <laughs> <laughs> burn out, not fade away mentality, you know? And it just it stinks yeah. that he's in this position. Yeah. All right. So we are going to rapid fire this last one because I just think I just want to do this. I, I always talk about how we, we always leak into pop culture and everything else. Top five movies, each of you, we're going to rap fire through this. Top five movies that revolve around time travel, bending of time, stoppage of time, whatever. What rank them? What out. order? What order? Are we going to go five from, to one. Five from to five one? to one. Yeah. Okay. Really, five seems like such a long list for such a specific. Well, if we spend time talking category. about how long the list is, probably, yeah. We can do three if you want. I just, I could do three. Chris, Chris, you lead us off, buddy. All right. So five to one. Terminator. Back to the future. Wait a minute! I just started. I haven't used up my time. It's natural. It's just doing its own thing. Uh, Terminator. <laughs> yeah. Back to the future. New one. Palm Springs. Pandemic movie. That is a good one. Oh, that opens up some ideas in my head. Ooh. Thank you. Go on. Uh, number two, Bill and Ted. That was an excellent That's adventure. Good one. And number one, you can, you gotta love, you gotta love Groundhog Day. Yeah, of course. Love Groundhog okay. Day. Okay, it's a great list. Uh, I don't know Palm Springs. So wait, rattle them off again. What were they? Rattle them off. Real Ter fast? Terminator, Back to the Future, Palm Springs, Bill and Ted, Groundhog Day. I can support three of them. Go ahead, Josh. Okay, um, I'm going to do three. I had Back to the yeah. Future and Groundhog Day. New rule. Day. Josh makes his own. <laughs> I like that. And that's I'd like to do my top I, 15. That's generally how I live my life. Yeah, everybody, um, this is a subjective subject of subjective study. Go ahead. Um, Back to the Future, Groundhog's Day. Uh, you guys remember the movie Idiocracy? Oh, oh damn it. That's the one I was bring up. Oh, no, I it's fine. You can be on two lists at once. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Um, what was one. the one that, that – Chris, what was the one you said that I told you gave me an idea? Palm, Palm Springs Blue. gave you an idea. Palm Pandemic. Springs. All no, the perfect I can't remember things. The idea. Is that the, the one? No, there was another one. Oh, it was uh, 50 First Dates. 50 First Dates. Hmm. That, Is that a time you, travel? Yeah. Well, Palm oh, Spring sort of kind of in her brain it was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so okay, I'll give you 50 that. First dates is definitely. I thought Palm Springs was actually you and Encino Man because you're a big Polish guy, Cal California. 
Although Man, technically, drove, I have to say, Biodome Drew Barrymore, there was no time bending for his states. Biodome was great. There was no actual time bending. It was just in her brain. There was time bending. But it, yeah, it's, but it was a marginal. time freeze. I, I think you said it could be a time freeze, and it's kind of frozen in her head. In I her think brain. That, I think that that's good. We're gonna go, okay. we're gonna let that one slide. Are we? Okay, go ahead. Yes. Yes, we are. We're not going to let well, slide that he's missing two on his top five. Well, he just listed four on a list of three, I feel like, didn't he? Well, no. no. Yeah, I listed four on a list of three. Harry Potter, yeah. Harry Potter and the Prisoner oh. of Azkaban. Now he's got five. There you go. For, his top three has five on it. Well done, Josh. Thank um, you. Mike, top five. Oh. He meant to prep um, for an hour, but he only prepped for 10 minutes, and that's why yeah, he only yeah. got three It's just out so of there's five. so many. Uh, I'm not going to go uh, five to one. I'm just going to name five because I, I can't place them in, in order from five to one yeah. uh, as okay, far as it. So fair. Groundhog Day is definitely on there. Uh, Back to the Future is on there. Um, Idiocracy, I was really hoping that'd be the, the sleeper to the group. Just fantastic. <laughs> Um, I'm going to throw one out that I haven't heard 12 monkeys. Remember that one? Oh, yeah. wow. Like that, that, that one I watched uh, about five or six months ago. And, and that thing's just nuts. I need to watch that that's, again. Cause that's been that's, 15 years. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's I love that one. And then, um, I don't know why I think I like the cinematography more than the story, but, uh, uh, interstellar. I really enjoyed great movie. Oh, yeah. more than once. yeah, it's really well done. That might actually make my list. My list should be more than five, but that's a good list. Great list, guys. You can your uh, list can be as many as you want. Whatever. Your top five can be any number. My top five has eleven on it. So here they go. Of course. And not in any order. Not in any order. In middle from middle out. And if you don't um, like one, I'll change it right on the show. I'm gonna go five, six, four, seven, three. No. Perfect. Um, so roughly order from five to one. Number five, most of these have already been said. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, sure. number five. Number four, this one has not made it. I have two, actually, that didn't make anybody else's list. Butterfly Effect. The oh, Kutch. yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. Chris, have you seen it? You didn't like it. See, I like that. I, I think that's a, a, a dark one. I couldn't watch it. I'm sorry. Sensitive eyes. Um, no, number three. Terrible. Not oh, oh, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> You got to watch it with a seventeen-year-old's mentality. You and do you'd be blown away. Uh, totally, eighteen or too old. It is. Dumb. You're, it was. It's yeah, pretty but I'm coming at it. I'm like a. I'm like a twelve or thirteen-year-old mentality. So oh, see, maybe it's, that's it's, the it's problem. Too much. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch that movie when it came out because I think I was only like seven or eight. So oh, it's possible. Mm. Uh, this next one is more recent. Also a dark horse. It's called About Time. Rachel McAdams, Bill Nighy. Anything? Anybody? If you haven't seen it, it's like, British. I do like Rachel McAdams. Bill Rachel Nye, McAdams. the science guy? Nope, no, different Bill, Bill Nye. Nye. Bill, Bill, yeah. Bill, British. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's he's the cool. guy from he uh, uh, what's the, the Christmas movie? Yeah, where he sings. He's the he's the raunchy rock star singing yes. the Christmas song. Yes. Yeah, that's him. Yes. That's him. Number two, Groundhog's Day, and number one, also later we're gonna have best trilogies of all time back to the future best trilogy ever of all time oh, best trilogy back you're to so future. wrong it's like, okay, well that's... if it's got more than three it doesn't count so you can't say rocky or indiana jones because there's more okay, than three well, of those I, trilogies. I'm already, I'm gonna you know i'm gonna push already. back someone uh -huh. said terminator which i liked but i'd have to go terminator 2 for without question terminator you know, 2 is better than terminator 1 yeah. not even close yeah yeah i agree you can With make Sky, you can make Skynet and all that best trilogy Why? terminator <laughs> last why not oh sorry go ahead 
I'm sorry. Last thing I want to say about those, and I, this is just something I read, and this is what got me thinking about time, and I just absolutely love this, and I think it's it's probably an entire podcast waiting to be happened, uh, waiting to be had. But uh, scholars have spent a lot of time analyzing Groundhog Day, trying to figure out how long Bill Murray was in that town. And it is estimated based on only what you see that he was in that town and in that day for 35 years. No, come on. 35 years based on the things that he learned how to do. And it's unbelievable. And it's very interesting. It's an interesting read worth reading I'll, I'll find a link and send it out to you guys but you know one thing i want to throw out there if you guys years. have you guys seen the show uh, russian doll no so check that Sounds out it's like they, a porn it yeah it might be go to the right site though <laughs> oh um, i have seen it but it's uh it's got uh because i've it's seen a dark all version porn. it's a dark version of groundhog day very well done it's it's like uh seven or eight episodes uh uh the redhead um from uh, uh, the office? No, um, uh, American Pie. Oh, the Mad Men. Uh, she's yeah, oh. Natasha Leon. Um, she's in it, but it's. I like thought a you were talking about Allison. Of, uh, I was too. Yeah. I don't know the other guy, Natasha. I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess she wasn't redhead in that. I messed up. Anyway, Russian Doll. It's really good. It's like it's like a dark version of Groundhog Day, and uh, it's it's awesome. You know what? Uh, nobody brought up, and it was what? on my initial list, and then I bumped it. So I was hoping somebody else would have it in there. Time Bandits. I've never yep, seen there's that. There's a reason that didn't get brought up. Never seen that. Wow. Movie. Terry Gilliam directed it. It had John Cleese, Sean Connery, Shelley Duvall. And it was about Michael Palin had like, it was about dwarves. <laughs> oh, now you have me. <laughs> and no, well, I, Myers, it's not involving porn as well. Just you know where he's at. Well, you keep doing this. I'm not the one doing this while I'm saying it's not porn. So uh, I did. There was a movie that I watched on Netflix that got me thinking about this called All the Perfect Places or All the Perfect Moments or something. It's it's a time travel thing. And in that, his favorite movie is Time Bandits. I've never seen it, but I recall him saying multiple times his favorite movie is Time Bandits. And there you have it. So I know it exists. I know it exists. Um, what also exists is 30 seconds left on this timer. This has been a tremendous episode, guys. Episode four. I want to thank all of you. You're welcome. Um, thank you to the panel. <laughs> thank you to all the people that tuned in to watch us. Uh, may your milkshake always be just the right amount of thick. And may you avoid Ned Ryerson most mornings. See you later, Phil. folks. Phil. <laughs>